Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother, Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. It's been a good day. Just kind of relaxing, trying to get ready for, you know, the midweek and just, you know... Get the house clean. We've got a got a big Halloween party coming up, so yes, sir. Yeah, doing what we got to do around here. Yep, that's gonna be fun. But we got some sports to cover. We got NASCAR and we got football. Yes, brother. Be- best oh, time of the year, dude. It is. Loving our pumpkin spice and football. How you doing? <laughs> Don't forget the shake and bake. In NASCAR. Oh, that's right. There's shake and bake too. We love shake and bake. What if it was pumpkin spice shake and bake? That's just weird. It would be. Be a little odd. But you know what? The women would probably buy it. They, they would check it out for yep. sure. All right, let's get down to it. We're going to give you the top ten um, results from the Texas race. Let's do it. Kyle Larson took home the checkered flag in the number five Chevy. William Byron in the 24 Chevy was second. Christopher Bell in the 20 Toyota was third. Brad Keselowski in the two Ford was fourth. Kevin Harvick in the four Ford was fifth. Ryan Blaney in the 12 Ford was 6. Uh, Chase Elliott in the number 9 Chevy was 7th. Kyle Busch in the 18 Toyota was 8th. Tyler Reddick in the number 8 Chevy was 9th. And Daniel Suarez in the 99 Chevy was 10th. Uh, playoff standings as they are now with the 8 remaining drivers. Kyle Larson staying in 1st place. Ryan Blaney moved up to 2nd. Danny Hamlin slipped back to 3rd in the number 11 Toyota. Kyle Busch is fourth in the number 18 Toyota. Uh, yeah. Chase Elliott is fifth in the number nine Chevy. Brad Kozlowski is sixth in the number two Ford. Martin Truex Jr. has slid down to seventh in the number 19 Toyota. And Joey Logano in the 22 Ford rounds out the top eight. But now we're going to move over to some NFL standings real quick. Let's do it. 
in the AFC East, despite losing last night to Tennessee, the Bills still lead the division at four and two. The Patriots are two and four, Jets one and four, and Dolphins are one and five. In the AFC North, the Ravens with that victory over the Chargers is five and one. The Bengals, <clears throat> excuse me, winning, going to four and two. The Browns and Steelers are tied at three and three. In the AFC South, the Titans with that victory against the Bills that we just talked about. Moved up to four and two. The Colts got a win, are up to two and four. The Texans and Jags are one and five as the Jags got their first win of the season. Yes, baby. Finally, right. finally. The Chargers lost to the Ravens and dropped to four and two, tied with the Raiders, who went into Denver and beat the Broncos. So they're four and two. The Broncos losing to the Raiders dropped to three and three. And the Chiefs beating Washington moved up to three and three. It's so weird that they're still at the bottom of their division. Yeah. And right in the well, NFC East. Good thing it's it's still pretty early in the season, so yeah. you know they they got a chance. Yeah, plus they got the extra game to help make up for it. Oh yeah. All right, in the NFC East, the Cowboys are rolling right now, and they're five and one, won five straight since losing on opening night to the Buccaneers. The Washington Football Team and Eagles are both two and four, and the Giants lost again, dropping them to one and five. In the NFC North, the Packers beat the Bears in Chicago. And uh, Aaron Rodgers claims that he still owns the Bears, and they <laughs> who are now three and three. The Vikings are three and three as well with their victory, and the Lions have dropped to zero and six. In the NFC South, the Buccaneers only losses still to the Rams, but that's it as they've won again and they're five and one. The Saints had a bye week and stayed three and two. The Panthers moved uh, to three and three with another loss, and the Falcons were also off this week, so they stayed at two and three. Out west, the Cardinals went to Cleveland to beat the Browns, and despite not having their head coach, and uh, are six and zero. The Rams are five and one with another victory this time over the Giants in New York, and the Niners are two and three. They were off this week, and the Seahawks lost to your Steelers on Sunday Night Football, mm-hmm. dropped to two and four. Yeah, quite the win was that one. Yes, sir. All right, let's talk. Let's talk some no- notes and news some, and stuff. Some newt news. Yeah, what, what? whatever I was trying to say there. News or notes? Something like that. <laughs> Starting with NASCAR. The last time NASCAR was in Texas, Kyle Larson won the NASCAR All-Star Race, which didn't count for anything other than upping his bank account with an extra million dollars. However, this time around, Kyle Larson's win at Texas solidified his spot in the final four drivers for a shot at the Cup Championship. The win was the second in a row and eighth of the season. The win proved why we thought he was the favorite going into the playoff schedule. There's still a possibility that Hamlin, Blaney, or even Bush or Truex Jr. could end up uh, could up end, sorry, Larson's championship run. But I wouldn't bet against Larson at this point. What about you? Yeah, not at all, dude. Winning two in a row already. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, but the last time in Texas, that, that's that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big win there too. Mm-hmm. Getting that a million dollars, heck yeah, why not, right? It may not have counted for anything else, Who but cares? that money. Give me that money, man. Right. That's what's up. Let me go race around on the track and see if I can get a million dollars. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Let me do it. I want a million dollars just for driving around in a circle. Heck, I'll do it. You'd be fun to watch. I'd do it. <laughs> I want to see if you crash anybody. I, I, I probably would because, you know. I've got anger issues, so yeah, I, I would probably take it out on people. Right? But, uh, yeah, it's hard to say, but, man, I have a hard time betting against Larson. Yeah, me too, man. I, 
I would maybe give Hamlin a chance. He's probably got the best chance right yeah. now because obviously his all of his wins have come in the playoffs. What happened to Mar- Martin Truex Jr., man? I mean, apart. he's falling apart at the beginning of the season. We thought he was going to be the favorite, dude. Yeah, we really did because he was dominating early on, and all of a sudden he just kind of whoosh. It's how it goes sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not clicking at the right time. He's falling apart at the wrong time for sure. All right, man. Let's go ahead and move from the racetrack to the to the gridiron. Let's do it. Let's talk some Georgia Bulldogs. Them dogs. Yes, sir. <clears throat> them dogs have moved into the number one spot in the rankings and immediately proved themselves worthy of the recognition as they destroyed the the visiting number eleven Kentucky Wildcats thirty to thirteen as the Cats backdoor covered on the road. Do the dogs appear to be beatable? At this point, no. But Bama still looms large. Yes, very much so. And let's not forget how well Florida actually played against Bama. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't completely count them out either. Are we talking about the Florida team that gave up 49 points to LSU on, in Baton Rouge? Yeah, well, then there's, the well then there's that. But still, <laughs> dude. Still, there's a chance here that the Gators, because they always make it a game against the Dogs. You know that. True. So, But I'm just saying, they get a little uh, weird with uh, how they play against the Dogs at times, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with it. But you are right, man. They, they're on a roll, mm-hmm. and they're the team to beat. Yes, sir. They definitely look like they belong at that number one spot. All right, so the number nine Ducks I had a bye week last week and had plenty of time to prepare for one win California while also being prepared to be without star defensive uh, player uh, Kayvon Thibodeau for a half. However, it appeared that the Bears were ready for the Ducks and gave them fits all game long. The Ducks almost had a deja vu moment as once again their defense couldn't get off the field in the final drive with the Bears, just like against Stanford. Luckily for the Ducks, though, they would survive this time and get out and get out of the, with their get out with a 24-17 win. The Ducks play too soft on the back end of their defense and just don't seem to trust quarterback Anthony Brown to really open up their offense. Something needs to change before they struggle just to make it to the Pac-12 title game, let alone try to get a berth in the college football playoff. Yeah, man, this is going to be nuts. Uh, I don't really care for what they're doing with the defense. Um, like you said, they're really soft on the back end, and, you know, You've only got a couple guys on the defense that you can really rely on, and when when somebody's taken out of the game over some stupid bullshit penalty yeah. that shouldn't even have been called in the first place, yep. then, uh, you know, that's pretty dumb. I think I think the referees should be uh, – you should be able to review their call because sometimes what they do mm-hmm. is bull crap. Yeah, and then when it looks – that bad on t on television and even the announcers are going that's yeah. not a foul that has to make you wonder what the hell but yeah on. and I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do with brown you're right because uh they got to do something he's not comfortable and he's not he's not producing the way he should mm-hmm. he's not seeing his receivers you know when they're when they're hitting their routes he's either overthrowing or underthrowing or you know just not playing the way, I mean, when he's on, he's on. But when he's off, he's really freaking off. Yeah, and it's hard for him to get back on if he's Yeah, if he's I, I just, I don't get it. Yeah, it's terrible. Come on, where's Butterfield? Butterfield, uh, Ty Franklin, anybody right now. All right, come on. Somebody, give me something. It's just ridiculous. All right. 
Alright, so let's get into the games, shall we? Let's do it. One week after winning a defensive battle against Penn State at home, number two, Iowa would be shut down by unranked Purdue at home, and Iowa would plummet in the rankings from the two spot. After being upset by Texas A&M last week, Bama bounced back against Mississippi State to the tune of 49-9. Arkansas continues to go backwards in the rankings with another loss, this time at home against Auburn, 38-23. BYU lost again for the second time in a row, this time in Waco, Texas, against future Big 12 foe Baylor, 38-24. And the Florida Gators went to Baton Rouge and gave up 49 points to LSU Tigers, who have also agreed to mutually part ways with their head coach, Ed Orgeron, after the season. Turnovers plagued the Gators on the road, and they appear to have a quarterback controversy they need to figure out soon. Cooper, what's your highlight from the weekend of college football? Yeah, man, that Gator game, uh, that's that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Usually they make it a pretty good game against LSU. And usually, I mean, if I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me, but usually don't the Gators win. Against LSU? Yeah, I mean... So, I mean, it's like... What's going on here? I mean, other than the few times that the Les Miles was really running, making championship runs, and then, of course, when they made the championship run in 2019, I don't think... I, I don't know if we played... I don't remember if we actually played them that year, but I'm sure they probably... They obviously beat us because they went undefeated that year if we did play them. But, yeah, last year at home, we had that freaking stupid mistake by the kid who got the 15-yard penalty that made the kick even worse for the kicker who couldn't yeah. make that kick. And then this year, just all those turnovers. It's really shocking to see. Yeah, turnovers are killing them. And, yeah, you're right. What's up with the quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean. I mean, uh, you can't run a two-quarterback two, two scheme all the time. I know they were doing that with, with him and uh, Felipe Franks, but – you can't do that, especially when you're not that talented. You can't. Right. You got to stick with one and run with it. Let the dude run the offense. Let him, yeah. you know, flourish. Let him be the, the the quarterback. The quarterback is your centerpiece of that team. And if you, and if you're going back and forth between two quarterbacks, which one do you have more, right. have more, uh, you know, faith in? Well, I mean, I understood why they why they yanked Amory Jones in this game because he threw. Three interceptions in the first half, one of which was a pick six, the final pass he threw, and then you went to your, um, you went to uh, Richardson after that. Yeah. But it's just Emory. My problem with Emory Jones is he's a better option quarterback. You would be actually be better to go ahead and let Richardson be the main quarterback and bring in Emory Jones for like some gadget plays. Yeah. But not like a series or a few plays. Just hey, we need you to fake handoff and either have a run, run pass yeah. option. Because he, he's he's a badass runner, dude. Yeah, I mean, he just... he's definitely a great runner, but he's just not the, a passing quarterback like he needs to be. Yeah. And uh, Rick, and Richardson's got a hell of an arm. Yeah. He has a way better arm than um, Emory Jones does. Richardson kind of reminds me a little bit of what everybody saw in – Jameis, when Jameis first started at Florida State, where he has that hell of a cannon arm, and he's just a hard guy to bring down. Yeah. Because, you know, in college, granted, Winston was... In college, In yeah. college, a really gifted quarterback. Um, until, you know, he played us in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah, we that got, we that, got that one on him. So, uh... I still don't care for Jameis. I know you don't, but I'm just saying, where he's got that really good arm, because... Whether we liked Jameis or not, he had a, he has a really good arm. Yeah, he does. 
and uh, he just he makes too many mistakes. Where Richardson doesn't seem to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Unfortunately, he he got rushed on that last pick that sealed the victory for LSU because he he kind of threw off his back foot being rushed and kind of threw it up and you know some Ro- rookie, rookie mistakes, man. I yep. mean, if you're not if you're not taking enough reps, you're not in the game. I, it's game situations, man. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to switch gears and talk some NFL. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, first off, we're going to do a little bit of Bengal talk. <laughs> Your favorite thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's do it, though. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, Burroughs, he, he's not bad. He's better than Andy Dalton. Yeah. All right, so there is a bit of a surprise in the two spot in the AFC North of the Cincinnati Bengals improved to 4-2 with a dominant win over a very weak opponent, the Detroit Lions, who remained winless. And if not for multiple missed field goal attempts by the rookie kicker, the Bengals are 5-1 and one and tied with the Baltimore Ravens for first place in the division. But this is more about their young quarterback as this is starting to look like Carson Palmer 2.0 as in this situation. Not saying he's as good as Carson Palmer, just the situation. Palmer, as we all know, was asked to be the savior in an abysmal franchise in the early 2000s and had talented receivers like Chad Johnson, or Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, if you don't know him as Chad Johnson, and TJ Hushmanzada. But the organization could not get their defense right or have a solid running game to help out Palmer, which led to his frustration and subsequent trade demand that he was very serious about, that, that since he was very serious about because he actually retired for almost half a season until the Bengals finally traded him. The Bengals now have Joe Burrow, and who has shown to be very talented, has good receivers in Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Taj Boyd. They also have a very good running back in Joe Mixon. However, their defense is suspect and their O-line is below average at best. There are parallels in these situations, and the Bengals would benefit to learn from their past mistakes to make sure Burrow doesn't want to or Burrow wants to truly be a Bengal for life. Cooper, your thoughts. Yeah, I think the organization is really thinking about it and actually, you know, building building the team around him. Because of everything going on with, you know, Jamar Chase, they drafted him, and you know, I mean, I'm sure he got his pick on which, you know, on which receiver he wanted. I mean, because couldn't he? Have, he could have had Waddle, right? Yeah. So Jamar Chase was the first wide receiver taken in the draft. Yeah. So I mean, it it is what it is, and I think they are trying to build this around him but it's going to take some time it's not going to happen overnight and uh the the bad thing about this is is if you're not doing good in free agency then when it comes to the draft you know if you are if you have say you have a winning season you're kind of screwed because you're not getting much out of the draft so i mean what you think yeah that's true um where i believe be beneficial for the Bengals as they're going to need to figure out to figure out their offensive line first, um, first and foremost, because you got to be able to protect. Burrow. Yeah, just you don't can... just don't get rid of any of your weapons, man. I think that's that's the problem that some teams have is like they get rid of their big superstars to try and and fill these gaps when it's like no no, no. wait till free agency comes. Wait, you know, I mean. Ask somebody to take a pay cut. They don't want to take a pay cut. Then get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, obviously, I don't think you need to obviously have all three receivers. Um, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are really talented. Um, and Taj Boyd is starting to really come into his own. 
Um, but it's what I'm worried about those that offensive line. They got to figure something out with that. Yeah, because sure. he's going to end up getting hurt again. Yeah, and that and like that's what led to Palmer's frustration. He kept getting banged up, banged up. Had his ACL torn in the playoff game against you guys in that wild card game. Yeah. And it was uh, the Steelers, I should say. Um, and it was just frustrating year after frustrating year. You're, you should be possibly competing for a Super Bowl, but then you don't get there because your defense is lacking or you're always being rushed and you can't get a good game going. Yeah, and I, I think that's what really sucks for, for people that go early in the draft. You always end up going to the shittiest fucking team. Well, yeah, because they got to try to rebuild those yeah. teams. Yeah, the problem is, is you're getting also bad organizations. Yeah, it's not just the fact that the team, because we can all whether we will whether I like it or not. The 49ers have drafted early a couple times because their quarterback got hurt. Yeah, and they didn't have a reliable backup to do anything, so they ended up getting Nick Bosa, or um, who was they got someone else really high too. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but. They got some couple good picks because their quarterback got hurt, and so they had a good pick that yeah. that year. Whereas, um, you know, so it's not all this, always the same thing where you get a that fortunate fortunate thing from them, where um, you always get a, you get a franchise you just happen to be down. I mean, look, we could also point to the Colts. The Colts were a pretty good run franchise. Yeah. When Manning went out for that whole year, they sucked so much, they were able to get luck, and then having luck, they turned right back around and went to the playoffs. Yeah. Just having a good quarterback can help you, but at the same time, you also got to be a good run organization. Yeah. And the Bengals have really never really been that since the 80s. Yeah. Unfortunately. And uh, that's where we need to see them figure that out because they got a good chance. Um, Zach Taylor, the coach, is looks pretty good it, it, a lot of people didn't like the fact because he knew Sean McVay that's what got him the head coaching job at Cincinnati it's like don't be who you, cares it, it, it's not always who you know and sometimes it is who you even know. sometimes it is who you know I mean if you have a good re- reputation with the guy then then what's what's yeah. the problem I mean we can honestly say if it wasn't whether you Whatever the situation is with John Gruden, whether you like him or not, like him after what came out. The fact that McVay knew Gruden is what helped get him into the league as a coordinator. Yeah. And then a head coaching job. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's the bottom line. It helped. Um, it sometimes it is who you know, and uh, but but yeah, Cincinnati's got to do something if they want to be true contenders and keep up with Baltimore, and. Oh, eventually you got you guys won't be down long whether Roethlisberger ends up being your quarterback the whole year or not um, if you guys aren't having that great of a year once you guys get your quarterback situation straightened out again you guys are right back in the thick of everything yeah I think right now um, I think we're probably in a phase where Roethlisberger is at the end of his his career he was at the um, end of his career last year yeah yeah, but he, he uh, I think if they don't have a winning season this season, I think he'll go ahead and hang up the cleats. Um, I'm hoping he will. Um, you guys can't bring him back again. But uh, yeah. Whether he wants to play or not, he's, he can't come back. He's uh, he's toxic for, the, for that locker room, dude. I mean, 
you you know, you could sit there and say all you want. Oh, well, you know, he's been with the organization for whatever many years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at some point, if he doesn't believe in himself, at one point, do you stop believing in him? Right. And the other problem is, even watching him Sunday night, you can see he's like a shot fighter. He has nothing left. Yeah. He can probably give you one good shot. Hell, he hit, hit that 50-yard touchdown yeah. pass. But he's only going to give you that every one, every couple games, not a constant weekly thing or anything like that. Yeah, man. I mean, he's old man River. He's We should just put him out to pasture and uh, look for our future because, I mean, Hell, Tua's not doing too well in Miami. I wouldn't mind seeing him as a stealer. I wouldn't mind having Mariota either. I mean, he's yeah. he's still got some juice in him, I think. Or what if the possibility be that he doesn't get traded this year because they don't know his off-field situation? If it gets cleared for him, why not go after Deshaun? Yeah, Deshaun Watson, why not? I mean, it'd be worth it. Definitely would. I mean, if he's... If he's clear, yes. But, uh, so, yeah. So, all right, let's get to the games. Let's do it. All right, the Buccaneers got a late push from Philly, um, but they would hold on on a short week on Thursday night, 28 to 22. Early in the morning locally, but afternoon across the pond, the Jacksonville Jaguars finally got their first one of the year and snapped a 20-game losing streak, beating the Dolphins 23-20. By the way, also the Jaguars have officially released Lambo, their former place kicker, as Wright was now taken over. <laughs> so, yeah, no surprise there, man. Yeah. No surprise at all. We were kind of calling for that a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> after what like, we what, what are we doing here? Let's get rid of him. All right. After starting the game slow offensively, the Rams' offense would come alive in the second quarter and rolled the Giants in the Meadowlands 38-11. to Aaron Rodgers let Bears fans know that he still owns them as he led the Packers to a win against the tightly fought in a tightly fought victory, 24-14 over the Bears. After clamoring for MVP respect for Justin Herbert last week, Herbert and the Chargers came out flat against the Ravens and got routed 34-6. Despite losing their head coach for the game against Cleveland due to COVID, the Cardinals still routed the Browns 34-11. After losing their head coach due to the email scandal investigation, the Las Vegas Raiders went to Denver ready to play and took care of business, winning 34-24 over the Broncos. For the first time since 1996, the Dallas Cowboys have beaten the New England Patriots as they had an overtime shootout victory, 35-29, in Foxborough. Your, your Pittsburgh Steelers survived uh, against a Russell wilson list Seahawks in overtime, 23-20, with, help, with the help of one of the best defensive players in the entire league, J.J. Watt. Yes, I, I loved it when, when somebody said, you're the best defensive player in the world or in the NFL. Somebody went, hold up, there's still Aaron Donald. <laughs> Aaron Donald might have an argument with that. But yeah. And then the Titans pulled off the upset at home, 34-31, over the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. That's a pretty big win there against <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. That's yeah. right. So, Cooper, what's your biggest takeaway from Sunday's action? Um, dude, uh, the Steeler game, was, I mean, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but it was pretty good. Um, and in fact, I, you have to give some respect to Geno Smith. He, he, he played his heart out, but he, he got that ball punched out. He got sacked. He got, yeah, he got rumbled around a little bit. So 
Yeah, uh, I don't know what it was, but as soon as your team went into overtime, J.J. Watt just said, screw this, I'm taking over. He went beast mode on everything, dude. I was like, what? I mean, there was that point where they double teamed him with two tight ends, and he blew through that and stuffed a guy, a guy for a three-yard loss on a run. I'm like, the hell was that? Yeah, I loved it at the end of the game when he's doing his interview, and he's like, he's like just sitting there. He, he's all being, he's like, I'm tired. And, and the lady's like, all right, well, I'm sorry. I'll let you. Because he was like, dude, I'm so tired. He goes, I, first I got that sack. Then I came over and got the strip fumble. He goes, I am tired. Right. So. Unbelievable game. I man. mean, he's, he's a beast. And I am so happy to see him with our organization and uh, getting to see some good Steeler football. I mean. If it wasn't for him and some other key players on the defense, we would be uh, – I don't think we'd be seeing the wins that we do. No, you definitely so. wouldn't have the year three wins. Um, I really doubt you would have beaten Buffalo in week one. And Yeah. Uh, you've had some close calls in those other two victories, but that one – you'd think, though and, – And, I mean, not to be like – like I said, not to be a homer because, I mean, that Cowboy and Patriots game – that's a good game. That's a good game, too. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, I'm going to take away my, my love for my team going to the Meadowlands and putting the smack down on the Giants. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Because usually that's a game where we have a little bit of a letdown. Like, we're a team we're supposed to win, and then we freaking go there and we lose. And it's just like, how did you lose but that I game? But I will have to say the biggest upset I will have to say is the Chargers and Ravens. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I know, okay, you know, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. But Justin Herbert, dude. That was a flat, bad performance. Yeah. Overall. So this is, this, this by far is the, for me, it's the, um, the shocker. The shocker. Yeah. Uh, honestly, for me, probably the shocker was the fact that Tampa let Philly back into that game and almost lost. Then there's that. And let's not forget to mention, you know, the Jaguars got their first win in overtime Mm -hmm. on a field goal. After the game-tying field goal almost gave Urban Meyer a heart attack because it looked like he missed it. Yeah. And all of a sudden it just curved right back inside. And you're just like... Did he just make that? Yeah, it's like some angels on angels in the outfield stuff there. Like, did you just see that? <laughs> did, did I'm watching it, Ur- it just went... they show Urban Meyer on the sideline. He's all like this. He goes, oh, you made it. Thank God. <laughs> like, oh, God, Urban's going to have a heart attack. Yeah, and, I mean, it's good to, to finally see the Jacksonville Jaguars get a win. Now, now, granted, yes, it was against the Jets. Dolphins. Or Dolphins, sorry. But still, it's, you know, the Dolphins aren't that great right now as it is. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, I'd love to see Tua with the Steelers, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm excited for next week because the most anticipated game for me on the schedule was the return of our former quarterback in Los Angeles. <laughs> and what Aaron Donald gets to do to him all game long. The question is, does Aaron Donald hate him that much? On the field, I hope he dis- 
despises him and wants to murder him off the field? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But on the field, I hope he tries to kill him. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff was not. He was not number one overall material. And, and Wentz hasn't been healthy enough to even me go, yeah, Wentz should have been. It really, honestly, from that draft, Dak should have been number one. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Because he's looked like he should have been number one this whole time. Oh, man. He don't even look like he has a freaking – don't even look like he's coming back from an injury, dude. He no, just, he doesn't. He looks like he needed that rest. Yeah. And he looks sharp. He's gotten more accurate and much better. And uh, and their defense has improved a lot more than, than from last year. And they're going to be a force to reckon with. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. In it, it's weird to say that the Cowboys are actually doing something this year. But, I mean, you kind of like finally, you know what I mean, finally get to see a little something out of them, especially with Dak Prescott. I mean, as much as I don't really care for, like, the Cowboys and the way they used to, like, glamour it up so mm-hmm. much. And, right. oh, Americans, America's team is, like, bullshit. But let's also not forget, we've seen this this franchise go 13-3, and 14-2, and two and do absolutely nothing in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I'm not You're I'm not, not convinced. You're not, not convinced. there yet. I'm I'm intrigued. Yes. Because it does look different. But I also know what they do in the playoffs. True. <laughs> so yeah. that's one of the things that makes me a little suspicious of yeah. them. Though they that's a hell of a receiving core though. Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper. Cooper's starting to turn back the clock to his Raider days. Yeah, man. Um, he's starting to look fresh. Ezekiel's actually looking fresh. Finally. Elliot might actually be turning back the time, too. I wonder if his stomach's looking any fresher. I don't know. Notice he's not trying to show it off anymore. <laughs> In the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> he's like, what? Make that Tootsie Roll. That's but, okay. It all happens to the best of us. So, so I loved what, uh, I can't remember if it was Colin Coward himself or one of his uh, guests yesterday talking about the return of golf to uh, Los Angeles. It's like dealing with that bad breakup, being invited over to the house, and having to see their new lover in person. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. And the fact of the matter is, you look at you look at the Rams, you know the Rams, you know win loss ratio compared to the Lions this year. Because the Lions haven't won shit, and the Rams have lost one game. Yeah, think about that. And it's. It just needs to continue. It's awesome. And I really think when Yaris Goff made it to Super Bowl, but it wasn't just Goff. We had one of the best defenses. Yes. Almost in the league and history. What, style. what do we always say about defenses? Defense wins championships. And it wins games. And it gets you where you need to be. But without that, without that, you know, good quarterback, without, you know, somebody to actually hold the reins and, and – and be that leader, there's, they're not going to do shit. So. What sucks is, though, I really think his career peaked that Monday night that year against Kansas City. Yeah. Because since then, it's been kind of decline, 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 a little bit back. It's like uh, 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 it's like a heartbeat that's about what to just What sucks flatline. is you see flashes of greatness with him, and then it just... Yeah. 
He outdueled Patrick Mahomes on Monday Night Football to the tune of a 54-51 victory. Mm-hmm. Not many people could ever say that. Yeah. And I doubt any probably anybody other than him will probably ever say that. It's the first time a team in NFL history scored 50 points and lost. Yeah. Because they wasn't enough. <laughs> because the other team scored 50. That's unbelievable to think about. And that's why I'm just sitting there like, where, where did that golf go? Because like, nothing changed. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that ended up changing that year was the fact that Gurley got hurt and then his career deteriorated quickly. Yeah. But other than that, we still had a decent running game. It wasn't the best running game because we didn't have Gurley. But our receivers really didn't change. Our our offensive scheme didn't change. Your our offensive, offensive line, line was fine. Was basically the same. Our defense has pretty much been there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's had some changes. We didn't have Sue anymore, and yeah. um, you know we've added now Ramsey instead of having um, uh, Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib. Sorry, I had a brain fart for a second yeah. on Peters' name. And, you know, so we've had some changes on the back end. But basically, it's still been one of the top defenses in the league. Not close to being as good as it was that year. and But still, it's it's just he was the common denominator in all of it. As his his progression just started getting worse. He started and, and, it, and it's proven to be true. I mean, yeah. look, look at what he's doing with the Lions. I don't care what you say about ooh, Stafford won with the Lions. Yeah, if Stafford could win with the Lions, he's showing you right now what a solid team for him can do. Yeah, he doesn't even. We don't even need a Calvin Johnson type receiver. We just need good enough receivers, and we need a good solid defense. And oh, he can does you imagine good. if he had if he had a number one, a true number one like Calvin Johnson? Yes, with this receiving core, oh, it'd be over. Yeah, goodbye, good night, see you tomorrow. Go ahead, write in the Super Bowl victory now, baby. Let's get the parade going. <laughs> right? Fuck everybody else. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I need to say it, but fuck everybody else. If we had a Calvin Johnson type receiver for him with that same receiving core, that offensive line, that good of a defense, it would be game over. Agreed. Because Agreed. you could go, go ahead, go double team the Calvin Johnson esque receiver. Cooper Cup will destroy you. Robert Woods will destroy you. Van Jefferson will get 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 some good touches. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, man, them guys are, are they're something special, mm-hmm. and I think they're very underrated in the league. But they they're they're, they're freaking awesome. They're the most dude. underrated duo in the league. Yeah. And uh, I remember how everybody was saying, "We're paying this much for Robert Woods. He's never had a thousand yards in his career." Well, blah, blah, blah. like yeah, but. We don't need him to do that. We just need him to be a good receiver. You need hands. We need somebody who can catch and yeah. caught and caught and caught and keeps catching. Occasionally will break out for a big game or a big score. Yeah. And then guess what? All of a sudden, our favorite white boy yeah. is unbelievably with his hands. Sneaky quick. That dude is crazy good. Cooper is unbelievable, and I'm not talking about you. Oh, well, that, oh damn it. <laughs> that that Cooper is unbelievable. He's, I can, I can, and I remember, too, I was sitting in that draft going, I know he's not fast, but he's got good hands. Just give me him. 
let's see what he can do on my team. Yeah. And we got him. I'm like, oh, here we go. We got a guy who can at least catch. <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden, he's good enough to run routes and get himself open and look really good doing it. How's your pick this year doing? Uh, screw Tutu. <laughs> I don't even know if he even plays anymore. I think he returns kicks. Oh, that's right. I called that a glorified kick returner. Yeah. Imagine that. He did. I was like, you got Deshaun Jackson. There's your freaking vertical threat. Yeah. If you want it, you got Deshaun Jackson. I'm like, and didn't I say this though? If we can just get a couple, one, maybe two a game where he's got that threat of getting downfield, it was all we needed. Just and it's healthy. true. And it's true because he has. Mm-hmm. He has gotten downfield, you know, and shown what he's doing. I mean, we talked about this. You said it yourself. So, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, yeah, man. That's all we needed. Because I was like, just stay healthy all year and just give us one, two big plays. Yeah. Occasional touchdown on on one of them, you know, and we're good. I don't need you the whole game. I don't need you to run special routes or nothing. Just freaking hit a go route. And beat the defense, and Stafford will get you the ball because he's got the arm for it. Yeah, and that's all I need. One or two of those. Exactly. Give me a give me a chunk play every now and then. Have it go for a touchdown because you did so well on your little stutter go. Because that's one of the things that gets him downfield is he's got that stuttered and everybody freaks out. They're like, oh shit! Then he goes, <laughs> yeah, and he's gone. And I love it. And that's what I've always loved about Deshaun Jackson. I just never cared about his showboating. That's the only thing that bothered me. Well, the, I always liked it because I always thought, you know, if you if you can do it and back it up, do it. Well, it also cost him a touchdown in Dallas <laughs> because of that. That's what always bothered me. If you, I don't care if you showboat as long as you don't put up while you're showboating. Yeah. Dropping the ball before you actually scored in going into the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Dumbass. But anyways, um, but he's and that's all we needed. And I was, I was like, why do we need two two? Look two two. You don't need a kick returner. That's what Cooper's for. If you want someone to catch it, have Cooper back there. Yep. If you want someone to who can catch it and run for big yardage, let Van Jefferson have a shot at it. Mm-hmm. He's got speed. Other than that, fuck dude, dude. We could have used an offensive lineman to hopefully, well, not anytime soon because I'd like him to keep playing, but he ain't, can't play forever. Fucking Whit, <laughs> Whitworth. Whitworth, yeah. Because he can't play forever, but I'd love him to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, man. Be the Tom Brady of the offensive line. <laughs> keep right? playing. Anyway, so, yeah, um, before we keep this rant going, um, I'm looking forward to next week, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be very interesting, dude. Yep, so I can't wait. Um, we'll be back, of course, later this week with Wrestling Talk because we don't know what's really going on with AEW yet. <laughs> so it's probably going to be uh, all-encompassing. And I've heard some rumors about about that. So yeah. not about AEW, but about TNA. Interesting. So, yeah. TNA returning or Impact rumors? Impact rumors. Okay. You're just calling it TNA. Cause uh, yeah, because I'm used to saying TNA. <laughs> Instead of Impact. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care for the whole Impact thing. Impact is their show. Why would you change the whole brand to Impact? Uh, so what do you think? WWE will just call itself Raw? <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows? Really awesome wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> They'll go back to saying something about wrestling. Yeah. Right. 
Anyway, so yeah, uh, so we got that, and then of course, uh, we got NBA tip-off happening tonight, baby. Looking forward to that. We can start talking some actual basketball Yes, games. sir, I'm excited. I We've been waiting for this, and finally we get the, the Warriors back, man. The Warriors, I cannot wait to see what they do this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, I guess I always root for them because I've always thought of them as, like, the underdogs. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can't wait to see it. And uh, looking forward to this. And plus, you know, baseball, um, the playoffs will be probably did have a deciding factor of who's in the World Series by then, hopefully. If not, you know, we'll see what's going on with that, and we'll get you all caught up on that. And then, of course, we'll be back with more NASCAR football talk next week. Yeah, it's going to be very cool, dude. Can't wait. Me either. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.